Good afternoon, Mr. Ham. How are you? I am wonderful, Mr. Claywell. How in the world are you? I'm doing fantastic. A little tired, but otherwise fantastic. Yeah, busy yeah. work week. It's, it's been just a busy like last couple of weeks. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you got Thanksgiving. Yeah, just happened. You got the short work week with that, and everybody trying to get everything done, and then all the shopping and. Yeah, I was there for like two days, Monday, Tuesday, but it was two crazy days. I mean, you have we had on Monday um, career day. So we had a bunch of uh, various like speakers that came into the school to talk to the kids and uh, they traveled around and saw different things. And then in the morning and then the afternoon, they traveled out like we outside. They had like KU there, um, the EMS um, fire department, all those guys set up. Uh, bookmobile the police came and like <clears throat> landed one of the choppers in the little like football field so that way they could see the chopper and all that kind of stuff oh, wow nice yeah our kids really had a good time on monday and then tuesday of course that's the last day before thanksgiving crazy day we had ar which is accelerated reader we had rewards for that for for word count i mean i was just gonna say you got to watch the letters you throw around when you're talking about schools these days you're yeah. talking about ar yeah accelerated reader <laughs> Yeah, accelerated reader, um, and then we had Dojo, which, which is a little um, program that we use as teachers, and it's kind of it, it gives them positives or negatives for good things that they've done, or if they were off task or talking or things like that. So um, we do a reward for kids that hit eighty percent or above on that as well. So we had both oh, of nice. those on that day. Um, not to mention the fact that it was the last day before Thanksgiving, so it was just nuts. And yeah, but it was very, very, very busy two days, and then. Wednesday went and worked on the house. We are ready for trusses. Yay! Nice. Walls are up. Awesome. <laughs> Can they get them up the hill? Um, no, not yet. Oh, no. They, they tried to tried to deliver them on Wednesday. They uh, got there probably, I want to say, about 10, 1030 that morning. They made it about halfway up the little grade and spun out. And then he backed up and got another run and spun out yet again. Um, after talking to the driver, though, he's like, I'll have no problem getting up there when it dries up a little more. It's just too wet and slick this morning. And I was like, okay, no problem. It was cold too Wednesday, like really cold. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, trust us, dude, there was a lot of them. Oh my God! Well, you don't want your roof falling down. I mean, it was just like I know, but I, I wasn't. Ex I was expecting a a big pile of wood, you know, as far as the trusses go. But mm -hmm. I did not expect the the amount that was on that truck, and like the trusses are like fifty five feet long. Wow, they're the bottom huge. part. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Across the bottom, they are massive. So I was like, oh my. God. God, he goes. Yeah, he said the, the the dude that was loading them was like, yeah, these are only about forty eight foot. And the dude, the the driver was like, no, these are a lot longer than forty eight foot. So he extended his trailer on out because it has like this hydraulic extension. Uh -huh. And he's like, I, I'm going to go ahead and extend it out because I don't think that they're they're just forty eight foot. And he, he's right because they were they were still hanging off. I think he said he went out to fifty two uh, foot and they were still hanging off the backside of that even. So wow, yeah. Uh, it was it was a lot of wood there, but I don't know. It's it kind of neat though to see them roll up, even if they didn't get them up on top of the hill. Well, I mean, if they already got them loaded, then you know yours is going to be yeah. The next one's delivered. Yeah, they're setting over at the <laughs> at the lumber company right now. Like I drove by taking a taking our person to work uh, today, and uh, I was like, hey, there's our roof sitting there on the back of that truck. <laughs> nice. Now, how long does it take them? I mean, I know those are all. I, I don't know. That was a total bullshit thing to say <laughs> uh those are 
mostly prefabricated, right? I mean, they're already put together when yeah. they bring them out. Yeah. So they just have to put them up on the bu- on the building. Right. So, okay. yeah, they come to you um, like you order them, you know, spe- specific for whatever dimensions you have, right. whatever roof pitch you have. And um, they they build them and then load them up. They're all bundled together on the back of the truck. They come over and they drop them off. Then it's up to me to have a crane operator to come over and lift them and we set them. Okay. Um, now we had, we started with, I started this design with a, um, hip roof in mind. For those of you who are not contractors out there, hip roof versus a gable roof is, um, I've heard that word before the gable roof. Yeah. Okay. So a gable roof is what you see a traditional, like if you're, you tr- told your kid, draw me a house and they made that nice little triangular shape on the end of it where mm-hmm. it's all flat goes from the bottom of the earth, from the ground all the way to the top. And it's all solid there, you know, right. um, that is a gable end. It's got the nice little triangle shape. Most people will brick up to that gable part and then they'll fill in the gable with like vinyl siding or something like that. Okay. So the other side of it is hip, and that's where the roof doesn't have that nice little triangle. Um, it's actually kind of laid over, so there is no like end to the house. It's all roof on top. Okay. Um, and I don't really know how to explain it other than that. It's it's just it, it it's it's a three dimensional, almost like a almost like a pyramid. Um, okay. Top design. But anyway, so um, we started with the gable, or we started with the hip design. Then talked to them about doing uh, the hip roof, and they they said, "Oh, it's going to be really, really, really expensive, like four or five thousand dollars more for the hip roof." And I was like, "Ah, oh, that's not good." And he said, "If you just do a gable roof, that's that's cheaper on on the trusses and and all of this." And I was like, "Okay." So then the whole like for a year there, I had in my head, we're going to do gable. And then whenever I actually go to order the trusses, he was like, oh, yeah, the, the truss guy came and he said, it's going to be a lot cheaper for you to do a hip roof because of the amount of <laughs> s- span that you have and things. I was like, I thought you said it was more expensive. And he was like, yeah, well, it's it's not. He said he said the price difference is not really, really that big. He said, but the hip roof is going to be a lot easier to put up. The span is going to be easier to deal with, and and he can fabricate the trusses quicker. Like literally, we ordered the trusses on, I want to say it was on a Thursday. The following Friday, they were finished. Oh, holy cow! They were fast, um, and so, and then tried to deliver them this past Wednesday. So, so it took them a week from order to to get them complete. Yep. Once they get them delivered, how long does it take them to to set them? They'll be, they'll be the set word, in a yeah. day. Oh, so okay, so in a day, yeah, and then. Then you, you got to put the roof the on sheet, top of that, yeah, right? Yeah, sheet all of it to where that way you've got the wood up there. And then I'm going to go with a metal roof on top so, of that, so no shingles. So do they do that? Is all that first? All what first? So they put the truss up. Uh-huh. And then you put the... The, the wood. Plywood or whatever. Yep. It's probably not the right stuff, but that's what I picture. Yeah. And then, then the metal. So that's like the first thing you do. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know you've already got the walls up, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're we, just like studs. To, to to effectively, quote unquote, get it in the dry. Okay. That's what you, you have to get it under roof. So you want your roof on first. You want that finished part there first. Now, I won't be putting gutters and all that kind of stuff up immediately because okay. all of the wood will still be exposed down around the outside edges. So, um, but the the... You want the roof on there to shed all water away from the inside of the house. Now, after that, I go inside. I've already got all the wood on the outside of the house. Like, it's all solid on the outside. 
Okay. Um, I need to go in and cut out places for my windows and doors because I've got it all. Frank- <sighs> you don't need any of that. Yeah, no. I, I mean, really, if it were me, I'd be have no windows at all because I, I can sleep <laughs> in a cave. That would be great. But um, all the places for the windows and doors, they're already framed in. I just got to go through with like a saw and cut the hole out. Okay. Then install the windows and doors, brick. And okay. while all of that, like while the bricking is happening, I will be working inside on electrical and plumbing. Um, then insulate, drywall, floors, trim, cabinets, done. Okay. Move in. Of course, bathrooms so, and all that kind of stuff. You got to get the fixtures and toilets and all that in. But yeah. So I'm learning here as you go. First thing you got to do is with the foundation. Foundation. Obviously. That's why yeah, it's called the foundation. Yeah, foundation. That's, that's your footer. Yep. Then, then you do the, the walls. The concrete walls came and up after that. And then the roof. That. Nope. No, so you well, got. I mean, you, no, 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 yeah, but I mean, all the walls. You did all yeah, the walls. Yeah, yeah. And we then had the to pour the floor in the basement because that's concrete floor in the basement. Okay. And that that built that built my foundation for building walls inside the basement and like for all of the structure underneath for the the top floor, which is where the living floor is, right. in the basement versus the living floor. Yeah, and then all the walls went up, trusses, roof. Okay. Yeah, and then all of the the tedious work on the inside. Did some of that tedious work, by the way, the day before yesterday. Day before, yeah, yes. What is t- today? Is Sunday, right? Sunday, yeah. So Friday, so Black Friday, Black Friday. Everyone was out doing their crazy stuff. Ashley and I had gone over to Lowe's looking for lights for the house because they had a really, really, really good special on LED like recess lights. Okay. Um, and so after we got back, my next door neighbor had um, his HVAC unit had died. I think you lived in yeah. that house for a while. Yeah, I did. You, you had problems with that HVAC unit as well, didn't you? Every year. Seems like Epperson or someone was always out there working on it. Yep. So um, finally this year he convinced his, the, the people that own the place to purchase a new unit. Wow. Yeah. Um, they had called and got a couple of different quotes anywhere between $8,000 and $11,000 for someone to come in, swip, uh, swap them out, um, do the electrical, all that, you know, just basically just swapping the units. Yeah. So I was like, that seems high to me. And uh, he was like, yeah, well, that's that's the going rate for a, a unit. And I was like, I don't think so. So I got on the net and I was I, I looked at the same spot that I had bought my HVAC unit a few years ago and it's still around it's um, the AC outlet I think it's what or AC warehouse or something like that so anyway got on there typed in what system he needed you know what the size of the system that he would use and I, I was like do you want to go with a gas unit because that's what you've got now or do you want to go with electrical you know, straight electric unit. He goes, I'd rather have electric rather than gas. He said, because the gas bill is crazy with this. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I printed off both for him. He took them to his landlord. Um, and he said, listen. Oh, and he had gone to the, uh, the, the electric company and printed off his last like 12 months worth of bill. Yeah. And it was like, here's my average. It was like almost $400 a month. And, um, he said, either I can continue to do this and we can patch this system back together. It's going to cost you probably a grand to 1500 to get because they had uh, the blower unit had just died. He said, it'll cost you that much to get that or we can just buy a new unit. And here they are. And he handed those two papers. 
after everything was said and done, $2,000 for a new system. Um, didn't have to really even worry about pulling the, the Freon off of the old system. It had all leaked out. It was oh, dead. Nice. So there was nothing even in the lines. Um, and then, <clears throat> so it came in on Wednesday. We moved it over and, and kind of put it in place. He built the little boxes for it. We reworked some of his duct work in there. Um, Friday morning, I went or Friday, I guess it was morning, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I went over there and we started working by seven o'clock, six thirty that afternoon. He had heat in his house. Yay. Wow. So yeah, put the system in, um, wired it, charged it. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. Sounds like a blast. It, you know, it's kind of neat though. I mean, doing things like electrical work. I've I don't I've not done a whole lot of it. Right. We had to install a new breaker in the system, so I had to put in like a there. I think he got a six, sixty amp two pole, like two hundred and forty volt breaker. Right. And the wire that he got, I kid you not, was like this. If you were to take a nickel, it was like as big around as a nickel <laughs> for the wire yeah. to run that that, and ran that all the way back to where the unit is. Dropped it down. I went ahead and wired it in. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. So he goes. After after wiring the 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 hardwiring the electrical part like the the power part of it, I was like okay. I was like take a look at this, see if you're okay with it. And he's like, it looks beautiful. It looks like an electrician did it. And I was like, awesome, good deal. Um, and then all I did was go because uh, we had to get some uh, extension for the thermostat wire. There's like right. seven or eight wires inside yeah. it, and I just kind of matched colors, just popped them together, matched colors, and then it, there was the other end where the, it goes to the unit. Some of the colors didn't necessarily match. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so um, I was like, ah. so I mean, I, I went to my house and took pictures of mine, like took the cover off, took pictures of that, got online, watched videos from the, the company that made the, the unit. Um, I mean, I just, I, I for like a, a, almost 45 minutes there, all I was doing was just research. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. I, we got all the duct work in place. Everything is good to go. I said, the only thing left is to wire this one spot right here. He goes, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go up and I'm going to pour me a glass of bourbon while you wire that up. And I'm going to stand out front while you flip the switch. (laughs) He said, I want a good view when it goes up in smoke. I want to be able to stand back and watch it. (laughs) I was like, oh, hell no, you're not. You are going to stay right here with me. So, uh, <laughs> I'm on the control side, uh, but just it, blow, blow a fuse. That's what I said. I said it, all of those little, uh, those little like diodes and, and capacitors and stuff in there, they have blue smoke in them. You don't want to let that out. Yeah. Stuff doesn't work after the blue smoke comes out yeah, of it. Nope. Not usually. So, uh, I, but I mean, we wired it up and I flipped, I flipped the breaker. He go, I, I said, okay, so I don't see anything happening yet. He goes, yeah, but I haven't thrown this one over here on this. I was like, okay. He switched it. It worked. He said, and I mean, it, nothing like no blue smoke. So I was oh, like, that's good. Okay. Everything is good so far. He said, let me go up and change the thermostat. See if we can get it to kick on. Dude, he walked upstairs. He hit the thermostat. It kicked on. I was like, okay, here we go. You could smell the coils in there where right. it was burning in, you know, that first use. Yeah. And then he goes, he's like, I already feel warm air. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's working. <laughs> well, that's good. That's what it's supposed to do. That's what it's supposed to do. But man, I'm just going to tell you, I was, I was not very confident of my wiring until it tur- it kicked on and everything was good. And I was like, well, now, Whew. so on the control side, 
you can't really mess anything up too bad. You, like you might blow a fuse, like a e- little either a fuse or like a bus fuse. Yeah, but I mean, you really can't. Only thing you can do is is cross your wires up. Where like whenever it says I want cold air, it might kick on hot air. Yeah, so you can switch swap. Yeah, things but I mean that's not that. gonna. It's no. just gonna be wrong. It's not gonna like blow it up. No. And or the other the other thing you can do is wire in the uh, auxiliary heat coils on the main. Yes. So every time it kicks on, it's kicking on the auxiliary heating coils. Yes. I've seen that happen before. I think we did that because <clears throat> those kicked on immediately. Well, it depends on the temperature differential too. So if if like say it was sixty five degrees in the house and he set it on seventy, yeah, it would kick those. They'll on. kick the auxiliary coils on because you're more than a two degree difference from where you want to be. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and and the thermostats usually default to two or three degrees on that. It depends on the manufacturer and everything, and you can some of them you can change that. Oh, that that grace that, period. Yeah. So you can make them one like if it's one degree. I want the auxiliary coils kicking on. Oh, I want it to be warm immediately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it just depends on the thermostat for that. But, Speaking of thermostat, dude, I mm-hmm. think we're going to try to, in the new place, yeah. I'm going to go with a Nest. Have you seen those? I've seen them, but I don't know that they're worth the premium. Oh, yeah? They're nice, but you can get thermostats that do everything a Nest does for like half the price. Well, the one that I was looking at, um, Ashley had found one for like 110 bucks. Okay, well they've come down then because Nest used to be over like, three hundred dollars. They're like like the the uh, the retail price on them, like standard retail, is right at two hundred dollars, um, like one eighty to to two hundred. She had found a deal on on these. I don't know if it was a Black Friday deal or what, but it was like a hundred and I want to say it was a hundred and nine plus like seven dollars shipping or something like that. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, D- I was watching video. It's the Nest E, dude. Okay. Those things are really cool. Okay, I haven't seen those, but like the original ones were like three hundred bucks, and you could buy one from like, uh, you know, what's that Honeywell? Honeywell yeah, Honeywell they or do, whatever. It does everything that the Nest does, but they're like a hundred dollars. Yeah, but yeah, if Nest is cheaper. That's good, and I think they're partly owned by Google. So they are owned by Google, and it like links up with your Google, uh, like Google Home account and everything. So like, yeah, that's that's one thing about the IoT stuff that gets me uh, from the technology side of it is like all this vertical proprietaries that are going on yeah everything so like is integrated amazon just is with ring yeah and they've got a thermostat now that i forget which one theirs is but they've got one that's with them you know google has um nest, the other doorbell yeah. there's a nest oh yeah uh, thermostat and another company that does the doorbell thing that ring does yeah that's google and it's all and, integrated into the google side of it yeah yeah even though it's supposed to be the Internet of Things where everything is on a standard, it's not really on a standard. It's still no, it's, proprietary, yeah, which it's annoys still, me. Only talking to – but, I, I mean, I, where I've got the, the Google Home, like, mini and stuff like that, right. I'm already kind of set up with that. So, Oh, yeah, and that's that's totally what happens. Like, you, you like I'm all on – Yeah, you're on Amazon side, yeah. side, right? So if I was – and I've been looking at a Ring doorbell. Yep. The only reason I haven't bought one already is because where I have an existing doorbell system, it would be more sense for me to get the professional ring. Oh, yeah? Well, because it, it you can hook it into the hardwired one that's already there. Oh, cool. And it gets its power and everything from that, where the other one is cheaper, but it's battery powered and it doesn't work 
your existing doorbell system. Ah. Like it just works its little app on the phone. Yeah. So, I mean, I've already got the doorbell. It's already wired. I wouldn't have to buy batteries, but the thing is $50 more expensive because it's made to use the hardware system and it activates the actual bell huh. in the house. I'm thinking, you know, as far as, because I mean, the ring really what it does is it's pretty much a camera, right? It's a motion activated camera right. with uh, our capability for low light. Right. I'm thinking though, how much are they? A couple hundred bucks? The the battery ones, I think you can get now for a hundred dollars. Okay, um, and it does all that, but it's just battery operated, so right. you got to change the batteries every so often. Uh, Versus the other, the other one, one was like one hundred and fifty, one hundred and sixty, something like the that. The other one's like one hundred and fifty or so. Okay, and it's just wired in and it gets power from the voltage on the doorbell system. See, and if I'm looking at that, I'm thinking, why not just go ahead and and you know spend an extra hundred bucks and just buy a security system. Five or six cameras on its own, like well, they recorder. Have, they have bundles like that. Yeah. See, now that I would do because that that way, I, when you'd have your five or six cameras, where you could set up your cameras not just at the door, you could have them like all around your different property, mm-hmm. your property looking in all different directions. Yeah. And I think that would be the better way to go, simply because if I'm already going to be spending one hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty dollars, I've seen security systems, you know. Two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars come with like a terabyte hard drive DVR. Um, you hook it up. Right. The only thing it doesn't come with is a monitor, and you just wire it in, and you're good to go. I th- and, and I'm I'm sure I'll be setting something like that up at the house. Um. So there, both of those systems, right? Nest and and Nest is the other one. That's so Nest does a doorbell system. Okay. Uh, that's Google's doorbell system. Amazon has Ring. Amazon bought Ring. Yeah. Um. But they both have systems like that. So Nest has a package you can buy that has the doorbell camera. It has, uh, like, out back out here where I've got the motion activated. Uh-huh. They have a ring one of those that's motion activated camera with a spotlight. Oh, that's and nice. And a loudspeaker and everything. It, it'll do, like, a 120 decibel alarm. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you can, it's got a loudspeaker in it, so you can be like, get out of my yard, like, really loud. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, I don't know if Nest does this, but I know Ring has a subscription service that you can pay for, and all of the video and stuff that's recorded is automatically backed up to their cloud service. Okay. So any any motion activated that triggers the camera, you can go back on their website and look at all the video footage that's been recorded. That's cool. And it's minimal. I mean, I think it's like a hundred bucks a year or yeah. something. Uh, so they, I mean, they both have similar systems like that. You can get motion like inside motion activated things yeah, that'll alert you that there's motion in the house. All See, that, that stuff. That, that kind of stuff is really cool. And I mean, if I was going to go with the system, I would, that's one, something like that I would go with where you would have the multiple multi-point right. view and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I like it. I thought the nest was really cool. Though. Yeah. They are really neat. If you're going with a lot of that stuff, I would recommend looking at some of the upgraded router systems, like yes. a mesh network system. Uh, they're a lot better, especially if you've got a lot of devices. They will tremendously improve your signal reliability throughout the home. Okay. Okay. Uh, and they're a little bit more expensive, but it's basically, usually they come in three packs. So it'll be three routers that you set up in your house and you typically control them with like a smartphone app. Yeah. And it's basically piggyback routers, isn't it? They're each one um, of them sending a signal that are. Yes. It's one network yeah. with three broadcast points. Yeah. And they all work together, and they share the load between them. 
So okay. that, like even if even if more devices are connected to one of the routers, one of the other routers can still assist with the bandwidth throughput and stuff. Okay. And it just increases overall reliability, especially if you start getting over like I think they typically recommend it for anything over like 30 devices, 30 oh, wow. connected yeah. devices. It'll you'll see a pretty good improvement. And you know, you don't think about that many devices being in your house connected, but the more integrated we get with with technology, the more things that are are Oh yeah. Dude, it's insane how oh, yeah. many things that are are full, pulling off of your Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, you got cell phones, you got game systems, you got smart televisions, you've got your router or your um your like TV boxes, you've got yep. um, then any kind of device like that, like yeah. the Google get, Home or the, the Nest homes. or the yeah, you got your smart light bulbs, yeah, you got you know you can get your Amazon voice powered microwave now. Oh, that's another thing that we we bought a um our our big purchase, our big Black Friday purchase was a new stove and microwave because we mm-hmm. got our refrigerator and our dishwasher last year on Black Friday. Okay, and we this year we got the the stove and and our stove it has Wi Fi. I'm like, what the why does my stove need to know? <laughs> so you can set a timer on the stove through my you, app, or yeah. kick things off and on. Yeah, and it and it'll and it'll notify you when your timer's up. That well, now that's cool. But I mean, does my stove really need to be that smart? Do I really need to say stove? Order me a pizza. <laughs> Well, it can't order the pizza, but the microwave thing is is like that. I, mean, I, so, say, I thought you were going to say, but the microwave can. No. Well, it, it might be able to. They they basically built a full Alexa into it. Sorry, everybody, if I just triggered your device. The, a full Echo Assistant into it. Um, and you can tell it, you know, start a timer, cook. You know, you can throw something in the microwave, but, you know, if you don't necessarily want to start cooking it yet and you get busy doing something else, you don't have to stop what you're doing and go push the buttons. You can just say, hey, cook cook the food for five minutes wow and that's cool i did like the fact that you you could tell the 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 like the google home thing mm-hmm. you could you could trigger the device device hey and right. then tell it uh you know set the temperature too and then like it would adjust all of that i another feature that i thought was really cool about it was the walk-up does uh, walk-up features i guess what they called it it stays inactive until you walk up to it and then it display the display comes on so oh, yeah. that it's completely dark until you walk up to it i thought that is pretty cool because i'm very 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 funny about light in the house like right. i like my like my my bedroom is dark it is a cave mm-hmm. like if i could put aluminum foil over the windows i would but my wife would kill me but um i don't want to look like no crack house <laughs> no, in here. no not at all we would close the blinds and I'd put it on the inside of the, you know, the, the blinds. So I'd, what you'd see from the outside would just be the blinds. I'm, I'm just saying, it's not like I've not done that before or anything. <laughs> I used to work third shift, man. Oh, you yeah, do what you, you have to do. I got you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I thought that there was a few features that on their little promo video and it was like a promo video that I watched. And then there was an unboxing, a guy that just opened it up and installed it and showed how easy it was to do. And I was like, man, this is, this is the way to go. Yeah. This they're, they're really neat. Yeah. yeah. And I liked the that you could set it to, and I may be looking at it wrong. I may, I want to say that it set a zone. Um, so like, you set a warm and a cold zone, and it would move inside that zone according to what the temperature was in the house. So like, you didn't actually have to go and set it from heat to cold like you do with a typical thermostat. Like right my, right now, right, I have yeah. one of the digital thermostats, and it's supposed to know, but. 
I have still have to manually go, oh, right. I want to set it to heat and over to cold. This one knows, okay, it's colder in this house now, so I need to turn the heat on. Yeah. Yeah. Very I smart. will really, 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 really like that. So, yeah. 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 It's they a cool, some cool little design. I, I'm, cool I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, looking forward to, to give it, getting one of those. And, and when I get it in the house, I'll, we'll, we'll review it. I'll, I'll okay. give it a few weeks to see how it does, and then we'll, we'll review it. Nice. <laughs> uh, people that have them really seem to love them, though. So I think you'll like it if you get one. Cool. That is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, aside from all of this techie stuff that we just totally got off on a tangent on there. That's okay. Um, what else has been going on? I know you got, just got back from California not too well, long ago. Yeah, I've had a lot of... So the reason we're so far behind in getting an episode out is I've been swamped or unavailable, <laughs> totally like almost out of the country. Um, so for, I've heard that if you're going to someplace in the United States and want to feel like you're in another country, California is the place to go. And that's where I was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Southern California, that. Almost Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, literally, almost in another country. Wow. Uh, yeah, like we drove through a. I, I mean, I know I told a similar story when we came back, but we drove through some of those border checkpoints again. Uh huh. You know where the guys are like, "Oh, two white boys, go ahead." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, but this time we took two weeks out and back, so nice. it wasn't as rushed, and it was so much better. Yeah. Uh, last time I felt like somebody beat me with a stick. By the time we got back. Well, I mean, I mean all I was, you were doing was driving. It was like yeah. dri- you drove literally for like three or four days to get there. Yeah, three days. Then to you get drove there. Yeah. all day with. Uh, didn't you have to drive around different checkpoints with Omar as no, your no, as his I'm, crew? I'm stationary in the pit. In the uh, okay, pit. okay. So they, what do they do? Just go. You're gonna have to explain that to me because. I think whenever he goes on these big massive rides, that I know it's a loop, but there's got to be points. No. 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 Just the pit area. That's it. Wow. It's just like a indie race or something. So they so just go like around a, it's, this it's, one area. It's like a rectangular track. Yeah. It's not even a track. It's just roads. It's roads in the city. Yeah. But they basically make a big rectangle. It's an 18-mile rectangle. And then every time they come back around to the pits, if they, they can, want to come in and get more water, food, whatever. They can. They pull in and get it. How many miles did he ride in that? Uh, this year? It's 200 and something, wasn't it? Almost. I thought, I thought it was like- Almost. So last year, he got 198 official. Yeah. Uh, because they only count full completed laps. Okay. Uh, and he was close to 200. Like he, he I mean, he would have gotten 202 because that's, at that's, the end of it, like the last uh, so many hours, they cut it down to a four mile track. Ah. Uh-huh. So you can get more completed laps because they only count completed laps. Right. So they, I mean, they try to help you as much as they can, you know, because that would suck if you were. Yeah, if you were like ten miles in, yeah, and, and you couldn't count like, any of those up. miles, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so they do that; they shorten the track down. So at the end, it's only four miles. Last year, he got like 198, and he was really disappointed because he wanted 200. He trained hard all year this year uh, to for the distance. He trained, and he even did a couple of trainer rides, 12 hours, wow. which is insane. And. <laughs> Yeah, I he can't was, imagine crawling on my bike and 12 hours later getting off of it. Yeah, I I would never want to do it. Um and I've ridden I've ridden like 9 10 hours. And by the end of that, I was literally thinking I could not keep going. Yes. So I can't imagine another 2 hours, 3 hours on top of that. Like it's just <sighs> no. It's mind-boggling to me. Uh but this year, like I said, he trained hard all year. He worked really put forth a lot of effort on it 
But when we got out there this year, uh, the temperatures were almost a hundred and it just, wow. it beat everybody up and he got 194 miles this year and mm-hmm. he was really sad. Like, I mean, not like crying or upset or anything, but he just, disappointed. he really wanted to get, and he really felt like with the training that he would be able to get like 220. Yeah. And wow. So he, he felt really bad. I mean, personally, I think it's amazing. I agree. 194 miles on a bicycle in what, 12, 12 hours? hours. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's great. That's way better than I can do. I mean, I can, you and I have ridden motorcycles, mm-hmm. our motorcycles, not even 12 hours and gotten like three to 400 miles. I think that big trip that we took with, with yeah. your mom and, and Terry, all the way to E-Town, down to Bowling Green and back was just a little under, what, maybe 300 or 315? Yeah. So, I mean, something like that. Yeah. We left that morning at like 9 o'clock and mm-hmm. didn't get home until like 9 o'clock. So, yeah. now mind you, a lot of stops in between, walking around and stuff like that. But I can't imagine that on a bicycle. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm, it's amazing that he can do it. But he was disappointed. I think he did a phenomenal job. Um, but like I said, we took two weeks this time and one of the things he really wanted to do was see the Grand Canyon. Yeah. That's like one of his bucket lists. You know, I want to see the Grand Canyon before I die. And the cynic in me was, oh, come on, man. It's a big hole in the ground. That's the way I was whenever we went. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we roll up and I got to tell a little bit of a story to go along with it. So we roll up there and it was late in the day. When we got there, it was golden hour for photography. Right. Right at sunset. We got a couple of good shots. I took a couple of long exposure shots after it got dark. You can see the moon in the sky. And if you use your imagination, you can see the canyon. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can see it. It's just kind of a, a darker outline on a darker right pay background. But anyway. Uh, and then he's like, okay, well. I'm going to, we left. That was it, huh? And yeah, we we were rolling out. And I was like, oh man, that sucks that we didn't get to spend more time. And he starts talking and he says, yeah, I'm going to have to call the hotel in California and see if we can check in a day early. And I'm, why do we need to check in a day early, Omar? I don't understand. Well, we're going to get there a day before. A day before I originally thought. And I said, well, why? Why don't we just hit the Motel 6 right over here? Why don't we just stop at a hotel here and go back to the canyon tomorrow? So, I mean, you really want to see the canyon, dude. Why don't we just stay the night and go back to the canyon and spend all day tomorrow? Like, if we have an extra day, this is... let's make good of it. Yeah, I was like, this is one of the things you wanted to do, man. Let's grab a hotel here and go back to the canyon tomorrow. Yeah. And he's like, well, it's $35. I'm like, dude, your pass is good for seven days. Like the one pass you bought is yeah. the, the the cheapest one you can get. It's good for seven days. Okay, well, what kind of pass? To go into the park, you have to pay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I remember. Yeah, I so remember doing it, that. It's like $35. Yeah. But they give you a little thing that's good for seven days. Yeah. And I'm like, it's good for seven days. So let's just go get a hotel and turn around and go back. And, and see it all tomorrow. Yeah. He goes, holy crap. I didn't even think about that. That's a great idea. <laughs> So we got a hotel. We went back the next day and here, here's the story part. Okay. 
So when we left here, it was the last week of October. It was getting cold. It was in the 30s. Right. And I'm packing up, getting ready to go. And I'm thinking, all right, we're going to the Southwest. We're going to be in the desert. Shorts and T-shirts. Shorts and T-shirts. That's, I mean, that's the thing to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. I'll, I'll wear like a couple of pairs of pants in case we go like kind of rough hiking because I don't. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I don't know what the terrain's like. But like around here, if I go hiking through like a forested area, you wear jeans. I wear long pants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, just in case it's like a lot of scrub brush or something, I'll wear long pants so I don't scratch my legs all up. Right. And that was the only reason I packed anything. And they were kind of lightweight long pants. They weren't like heavy long pants. So we get down there, we get in the hotel room, we wake up the next morning and I check at my phone to you know, text messages, Facebook, whatever, uh, glance up and look at the weather. It was 29 degrees. <laughs> yeah. You brought Kentucky weather with you, did you? Yeah. We took it with us. <laughs> Didn't realize I packed that in the bag. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, but, wow. Yeah, and the weather back here that same day was in the 50s, by the way. So you just took it with you, and, and yeah. then when you finally let it out of the bag, it came back to us, huh? Yeah, apparently it worked <laughs> back up this way again. But holy smokes, from the time we left until we got to California, that was about the temperature range, 30s to 50s. Wow. Like in the morning, it would be low 30s. And then by the afternoon, it would get up to the 50s or 60s. Yeah. But we we just stayed in the hotel for like two hours. Just to stay just warm. to try to wait for it to warm up some. But we go back to the Grand Canyon, and I do have to say, holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big hole in the ground. But damn, it, that's an impressive hole in the it ground. It is a big hole in the ground. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't really prepared for the... Like the striations, oh the, yeah, the different colorations in the rock, yeah, and just like I took a bunch of pictures and I posted a bunch of pictures, and but, they are gorgeous, by but the way. The, well, thank you, <laughs> but the uh, the scale of it just doesn't see that correlate. What, that's what I was. Well, that's where I was lost. I think when we were there, mm-hmm. um, there was some pretty big fires. That were going on on the other side of the canyon. So everything was kind of, it wasn't foggy, but it was just kind of, uh, there was definitely smoke in the air. You could smell it, you could, and you could see it. So a lot of the color was muted. And the scale of it was so big. And where everything was kind of muted, it was almost like you were looking through a fog. We lost a lot of the detail. Um, And, to, I'd like to go back and see it again simply because we didn't get a good – I don't feel like I got a good experience the first time. When we were there, we got there, I want to say, when we rolled in to Grand Canyon, it was probably 11 o'clock in the day. We went up, and there's kind of a loop, and it comes back, and then you can head back down toward the interstate. Yeah. And we stopped multiple times across uh, up at, at the canyon itself. Even went to, did you guys stop at the little place where you could go into like the Native American, um, like the little buildings that they built? There was one of them that was like a, a, a tower, like a stone tower. Um, well, yeah, I think that was the first place we went on yeah. the South Rim. Yeah. Yeah. So we went, we went there and we got, we were in that and stuff, but, and got to see a lot of that stuff. But I mean, by the time we left at four or five that afternoon, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, it's a big hole in the ground. And I think it was simply because we, we couldn't see a whole lot because of the fires. 
I mean, possibly, yeah. But I I was blown away, especially because I don't know when I like that kind of stuff. But when we came back in the morning, uh, it wasn't smoke, but there was. I don't know if you want to call it fog or clouds. Yeah. Like, I, because the scale of the canyon, just if you want some hard numbers, averages a mile deep. Right. And 10 miles across. That's huge. Uh, so, you know, from the floor of the canyon, we're a mile high. Right. On average. So I don't know if you want to call that fog no. up there or if that's clouds because it's ground level for us, but it's a mile off the ground if you're in the canyon. True. Very true. Uh, so I don't know what the term for that would be, but it was really amazing with the sun coming up and you had all these clouds, fog, whatever yeah, floating, kind of hanging in the upper regions of the canyon. See, I'd love to go yeah. down in the canyon. I'd like to do the raft thing down there. Yeah, maybe. I don't want I wouldn't you're not, raft, I know you're but, not a big water like you, yeah. but I think that would be fun. I think just to to paddle down the river down through the canyon and see it from the bottom up would be amazing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, but yeah, I'd love to go back and see it again. Now, in the same day we also went um like we were leaving Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Leaving Las Vegas. Isn't that a song? It's a movie. Uh, okay. I don't know. So we were leaving Las Vegas and we came across um, Hoover Dam. Did you guys go across? No, we didn't go to Hoover. Oh. Did, have you have you ever seen Hoover? No. I was more impressed with Hoover than I was with Grand Canyon. Oh, wow. Um, it was just phenomenal. Hmm. Lake Mead, what you could see of it right. was beautiful. And then the other side where, I mean, you're looking 300 foot down, at, you know, and to think that that's all man-made was just unbelievable um i, I really enjoyed it and nice. we've got i got a few pictures of it but yeah anyway nice. yeah that's awesome no, so when we left the canyon uh we went well on the way into the canyon i think god i'm so confused now <laughs> where did you guys stay at like what what hotel do you know i have no idea i know down the street from where we stayed at the canyon there was which was it wasn't at the canyon it was like 35, 45 minutes away. Right. Uh, but because down the really, street was the, really nothing was right like at a the Flintstones themed yes. hotel. I was going to say, did you see the that. Flintstone one? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't stay there. That. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, we saw, we stayed at one close, uh, like one more closer to the canyon. Okay. Yeah. We, um, so you, okay. Yeah. I know exactly where you were at. All the ones we stayed at, it was like a, so the one we stayed at was formerly like a, a facility for ranch hands. Yeah. Like the hotel itself was actually their living quarters, their bunks quarters. Oh, cool. And they converted it over to like a hotel and all of the rooms had different like old timey, like our room was Annie Oakley. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, then there was one that was like John Wayne and yeah. all these other people. The um, <clears throat> the Flintstone one, that one was just kind of a random thing that yeah. as we were driving by, I was like, Fred Flintstone and, and I think Dino and I mean like all of it, that yeah. stuff. Is, I yeah. was like... And we were we drove by and was like that is cool. I think we've got a couple of pictures of that as we were driving by, and um, that's the way we went into the canyon on that side. Okay, so w- that morning, the next morning, we went back that way. Yeah, and I will tell anybody that's that if you so if you're driving past the Flintstones place, going towards the Grand Canyon, don't wait until the 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 last town with the two roundabouts in it to stop, because holy goodness. Wow. We went to McDonald's. Yeah. 
I'm thinking McDonald's. Just stop and get a coffee and a sausage biscuit. $6 for a dollar coffee and a dollar sausage biscuit here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the way it was when we Gas was $4 a gallon only in that town. Yes. That's the way it was when we left out of Denver, Colorado, because we thought when we left out of Denver, Colorado and headed up into the mountains, Mm -hmm. there's a McDonald's like right as soon as you get into the the Rockies. And we had left out. uh, We had eaten at IHOP. And we, I, I don't think we had filled up in Denver, and we stopped up there to fill up. And of course, we're driving a Yaris, right? That thing with sip fuel. Mm-hmm. So, like, we pull in, fill up the Yaris, and I want to say that the fuel at that point. Now, remind you, this was in '07, so this one gas prices were kind of high, like right. pretty high. Um, average price in Denver, I want to say, was. 270 ish 280 it was like right at four dollars a gallon up there and we're talking you could look down and literally see denver yeah it's crazy yeah it was it was insane yeah that place gas was four dollars the the last place we filled out the day before was like 220 yeah yeah now once you get into california too gas prices are not they weren't bad Mm -mm. that when in la they were rough yeah yeah in la but where we were it's like a, a lot Smaller town and gas was like two twenty something, two thirty something. Yeah, which I was about average for everywhere we were. We had stopped at, um, um, oh, I think it was not. Yeah, it was Baker, Baker, California, just inside California line, probably twenty thirty miles, something like that. There's a little pull off. I mean, literally, you just when you come off the interstate, their main street is the um, the off ramp. It right. just makes like a, a, a road and then there's an on-ramp and that's their whole town. That's it. Nice. There's little, there's little like uh, restaurants and, and a couple like little hotels, like mom and pop hotels and a couple of stores. Um, has the world's largest thermometer. It used to be anyway. It was like oh, okay. 40 foot tall. Did you guys, did you see that? No. On It's on I-10, uh, Interstate 10 as you're going into California. No. Um, we, we went in on I-8 last time and we came out on... Not an interstate this time. Okay. So anyway, when we pulled, when we went there, I, we stopped and filled up because that's the last pot, last spot you can stop to fill up before you get to like Baker and Barst- or I mean like Barstow and all that over on the other side of the Mojave. Right. So <clears throat> we stopped and, and filled up there and it was like, like you say, it was like two forty two something like that a gallon because right. that was kind of the normal price for that time. When we got into LA, it was like four dollars and eighty cents a gallon. Ouch. Yeah, and we had to fill up to come back because right. it was just, oh, yeah, I could I couldn't believe the difference. And there's the the pumps, the handles on the pumps were so weird in California because they've got that sleeve so that way nothing spills. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah, okay. and like you had to force like yeah. the nozzle down into the car and hold it there, and I was like, really? So, but yeah. Yeah, 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 California's a neat place though. It's 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 different. It's definitely different. Yeah, it's uh, but man, the weather's so nice. It, Typically, it, it if it's not on fire, it was beautiful there. I mean, we went into we 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 left out of Las Vegas that morning. We went across the desert, um, because like we we were in the same situation you guys were in. We would have had to have called and said, "Hey, we need to check in early," right? Because we couldn't check into our hotel until like that evening at like four or five, yeah. something like that. And that, our time, of course. And um, 
So we were like, hey, we've been driving an average of 800 miles a day for yeah. the last two or three days. What? It's only 270 miles over to, to Los Angeles. Why don't we just go over there and see what that's all about and drive back and we'll check in the hotel tonight. So yeah. Ashley's like, all right. So we jumped in the car. We took off out of Las Vegas, drove across the desert, um, drove into L.A., coming off of the mountains down into the valley. One of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life because you've got the, 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 the city and then on the backside of it, the ocean. And yeah. it just oh, it was gorgeous. Other than the smog. There's always smog hanging over L.A. It's better now than it used to be, though. Yeah. Yeah. This was, like, say, 07. It was. Well, I mean, like, when I I was out there, it was in the 90s, and it was really bad. It was bad. Yeah. So got to, um, got into L.A., and, you know, I was, I'd always heard driving in L.A. is a nightmare, but I would honestly rather drive in L.A., at least on that day, than I would drive through Atlanta. Atlanta is terrible to drive through. The problem with L.A. is rush hour. I see, I like as long as you avoid rush hour, it's fine. Yeah, we weren't in rush. But hour if you at all. get in rush hour, I mean, expect what it, wherever you're going. I don't care if you're going two miles. Add forty five minutes onto your drive. Really, it's just a, it's just gridlock. There's huh? just like everybody has a car in L.A. Yeah, and they all want to be on the road at the same time. Yeah, and as long as you're not on the road at the time they're all on the road, it's fine. Yeah, there's no problems usually. But yeah, once like from Eight to ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, psh, forget it. And then from like four to six o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, parking lots everywhere. But well, other than that's good. We were on. Um, I I think we were on I ten coming in, and um, <laughs> there were so many things that that iconic things that you think of with California, especially Los Angeles, but Beverly Hills and all that kind of stuff, and Hollywood, and you think you know oh, the the big sign, the Hollywood sign, and mm-hmm. the and you know you got the the. Chinese theater and the walk of all of that, that, you know, a lot of that stuff is not like what they show on TV was anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the Hollywood sign was so little. I was so unimpressed with it. Yeah. Like Ashley's like, um, I, I, when I, when we spotted it, I was like, Hey, there's the Hollywood sign. And she was looking at the mountain. She's like, where? And I was like, right there. Yeah. And she's like, where? And I was like, it's right there. See the way the mountain kind of dips down? And I was like, it's right there. And she goes, that's not it. And I was like, that's it. Yeah, I don't see it. another one anywhere around. Mm-hmm. And it's just so tiny from where we were at. Yeah. And I was like, it looks so much bigger every time you see it on TV. Well, and, it's because they're standing a lot closer. Oh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was an, it's a neat place to visit. I, yeah. I wouldn't care a bit to go back again. Like I say, just another trip out west. Um, and, I honestly can say I I enjoyed the drive. I enjoyed seeing things from the ground. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed seeing things from the ground because there's a, so much you miss from flying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, I'll, I'll never forget going through uh, Glenwood Canyon in in Colorado through the mountains. Yeah, we didn't go through. That. Oh my god, I would drive back there today just simply to see that place. It is so beautiful. Um, nice. I'll never forget that how flat it was through Nebraska and Kansas. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just. Whew, nothing flat um that's pretty amazing um going through utah i I mean it was wiley coyote country i mean it looked like what you see in the cartoons yep yep um and then the desert i was so i don't know i was expecting a lot with the desert just simply because you i mean you think okay this is a wasteland but it's not 
Like you get out there, it's hot and yeah. everything like that. But well, it depends on where you are. Yeah, exactly. The Joshua trees and everything everywhere. Um, that was really neat to see. And then like coming back from LA that night, cause we didn't get back, back to Vegas until like 12 or one o'clock in the morning. Right. Um, we stopped on one of those little pull offs as you can go into the, into the desert and got out of the car just to see what it's like. Beautiful. The sky. I mean, it's just so crystal clear in the stars. Yeah. yeah. Once you get away from the light pollution of the cities <sighs> and stuff. Yeah. Unbelievable. And the wind was so strong. I mean, it was like, it would blow yeah. you down. I was like, this is and cold. Like yeah, I was like, night. It, yeah, 114 in the day and like 40 at night. I was like, yeah. ah, it's, it's, it's an experience though. Yeah, it was. And, and so you talking about a while ago about what you see on TV and what you expect. Yeah. So we left the bike race and the first place we went was Vegas. Mm hmm. It's about eight hour drive. Right. Something like that from where we were. So we roll into Vegas. It was late, uh, like five, six o'clock in the afternoon. Right. And, uh, we get in, we check into a hotel. Where'd you guys, where did Vegas. you guys, I don't know. Oh, okay. You we, didn't we stay, didn't stay, you didn't stay like on the strip or anything? No, no, no. Okay. <clears throat> because when we got there, it was on the weekend. Oh yeah. And the rooms are ridiculously expensive on the yeah. strip on the weekend. Uh, so we stayed in, I forget, it was like a suburb is where we actually stayed, but we checked into the room, got dressed up a little bit, went down and it just so happened my boss had just literally like just left Vegas on a plane oh. as we were getting there. And I had been texting him and he's, Oh man, you got to go check out Fremont street. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I have no idea what that is, but I'm probably never going to go to Vegas again. So I want to check it out. What's, yeah. you know, uh, so me and Omar drive down, we find a free parking garage park and go down to Fremont street. Cause yeah. I kind of have heard about this, you know, the strip with like all the big hotels. Right. And eh, from like a tourist, I mean, if you're staying there, that's great. But just from like walking around tourist perspective. Yeah. Eh. It's, yeah. There's, and there's, they're, they're so big that you like walking from one hotel to the next, it's like a three or four block walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we went down to Fremont street first, which if you don't know, it's like a, it's kind of like fourth street live in Louisville or something. Yeah. It's a big it's, pavilion top. Place. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big, it, there's no cars allowed. It's just foot traffic. Yep. And it has the world's largest continuous display. Yes. The whole roof of the street, which is covered is one giant screen for about two and a half, three blocks. So it's, wow. it's a massive screen above your head and there's all kinds of stuff. There's, uh, street performers down there doing various kinds of acts. Uh, they there was a, we saw a contortionist. There was show showgirls. Yeah, magicians. Magicians. The creepiest thing I saw was these dudes with like completely shaved. They were both a little heavy set, and they were wearing cloth diapers, and they had like these weird ugly baby heads on what and they were like shaking these giant baby rattles and like doing all these weird poses and trying to get people to take their picture because that's how they make money right yeah <laughs> they, they they go for they do it for tips they're not allowed to like ask for money right uh yeah it was just weird uh, there was all kinds of stuff going on down there and the coolest thing to me was like in the middle of the street they had this huge stage set up and it's the stage is always there and there's various performers and stuff going on. When we were there, it was like this kind of Cirque du Soleil type 
show with all these acrobatics and stuff. That's cool. Uh, when Smith was there, there was like a rock band that was just out playing. That's And they put cool. on like a show. Uh, so that was kind of neat. Uh, I got just outside of the covered area of Fremont Street. They had some stuff from Burning Man. Oh, nice. And cool. they had this giant thing called the Mantis, which is like, have you seen like the military, like missile trucks? Yeah. It, it looked like one of those, but the whole part where the missiles would be yeah. was this giant metal praying mantis and it shot like 20 foot flames out of its antenna. Oh, wow. Uh, just <laughs> randomly. It was like, you just be standing there and you hear <laughs> and just flame would just shoot yeah. out of it. And it, it was pretty neat. But what to tie to what you were saying earlier, I got totally sidetracked. Uh, the, uh, the, what you expect. Yeah. So every time you see a movie in Vegas, they're rolling in. You see the big welcome to Vegas sign. You see the golden nugget. You see the big cowboy uh-huh. standing there waving. That's all gone. The I mean, Vegas it's not sign all is gone. still there. It's not all gone. Right. That is Fremont Street now. Well, so see, the now, golden the, nugget is on Fremont Street. The big cowboy. Yeah. You can barely see. It's still up in like the rafters of Fremont Street. But it's not lit. But it's not lit up. Yeah. So the, it's, now the welcome to Vegas sign or the, the welcome to Vegas and you are now leaving Vegas sign. Right. We found it at the other end of the main strip down toward the just past the airport. There's a Chili's down there or an Applebee's or something. And it's like right beside it. Oh, okay. And there was places you could pull off and like so you could get like pictures and stuff there with the sign. Oh, nice. OK. Yeah. So it, it is there. It's just not where you think it would be. It's right. it's like coming in from the, the California side on the, the main oh, okay, strip okay. there. Yeah. So we did that. We did the Fremont Street thing. Yeah. Omar was a bit of a fuddy-duddy about it, so I made him pay. <laughs> uh, we were, we were, I took my camera. Yeah. And I had the big speed light on it. Yeah. And we were going back to the car, and I was like, dude, that was cool. I was like, he's like, uh, Omar says, it's uh, it was all touristy stuff. And I was like, come on, man. That was fun. Eh. Yeah. So we go to get in the car, and I just. Put put it on burst mode and just pointed it like right in his face and was just like yeah. So we we was, the only other thing I wanted to see was the fountains at the Bellagio. Yes, touristy whatever I know, but, but I wanted to see. They're it. amazing. So we went down, but oh my lord, did I tell you the story? Huh. Uh-uh, uh-uh. So we moved the car and we find a parking garage closer. Because that's that's, that's it's, a pretty, it's a pretty good, good ways from yeah. Fremont Street, and we're, we park kind of close to it. That the first free parking garage we could find. I plug it in on the phone. We want to go to the Bellagio. We're on foot, and it, it's like okay, go this way. Yeah. All right. Did it put you through some seedy places? Oh my god! <laughs> we come out of the parking garage, and it has oh, us walking goodness. down this little tiny alleyway with like the that orange mesh construction this is the fencing stuff, stuff that you see on CSI Las Vegas, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. And it's this little dark alley, and we come out into another really long, poorly lit alley. Yeah. And I'm like, I thought Vegas was all lights and glitz. Like, oh, what no. the hell? Now, you get off of so, the, the main beaten path, and it's no longer lit. <laughs> so, I'm looking at the phone, and the phone's like, turn left and go to the end of this and turn right, and you're like, right there. Yeah. Okay. So, we turn left, and we start walking. And there's, 
it reeks. There's garbage everywhere. Yeah. We see a few people sitting like in the up against the building smoking. I mean, they look like employees. Yeah. So I'm assuming, okay, we must be on like the backside of a building. And we come to a couple of like loading docks. And then we see this guy in full Marine dress uniform. Like, oh, are you talking like dress? Like we're talking class A's? Oh, wow. Like the full Marine sword hat. Yeah. Sharp dress blues with the gold buttons. Yeah. Walking down the alley, and he turns and walks towards one of these loading docks, goes between a semi-trailer that's parked and, like, jumps up into the loading dock and starts walking through it. And me and Omar are both like, what the hell is that about? And I look at Omar and I said, this is, like, how horror movies and shit start. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, somebody is going to come out of this building and brutally murder us in this dark And we are going to end up on an episode of CSI. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so we we get to the end of the alley and there's a locked fence gate at the end of the alley. We can't go out that way. So we turn around and go back and I'm like, I'm just going to ask. So there's two people smoking. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you. How do we get to the how Bellagio? Do get to the, how do we get to the Bellagio? Like my phone says to go this way. And they're like, oh, you can't go that way. It's locked off. <laughs> go through the loading dock. <laughs> he, no, no, no. He, he tells us to go down to, to, he's like, you see that? Yes. Go there and turn right. And that'll take you through the hotel. And you'll pop out on the other side. Hang a right. You'll be at the Bellagio. Yeah. Dude, we walked. I swear to you, we walked for like three and a half fucking miles. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Which hotel were you in? I have no idea. <laughs> I I could... The Silver uh, Star or the Something Star? Yeah. I don't know. Jesus. They're huge, aren't they? We didn't and even go into the hotel. No, you just... Oh, so you're just kind of skirting the outside? It was it? like where the cars go through to drop people off. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and we walked and walked and walked and walked and walked. And I was like, holy shit, Omar. I was like, we're just going to have to go back to the car. I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> so we finally get there, though. We finally made it. We get to the... And so Omar has got to think. His watch is like my watch, but I'm dumb. I didn't know this stuff. You can take our watch and save your location. Thank God you did with the car, huh? <laughs> well, Omar, Omar's in the habit of doing that. So when we got out of the car, he saved the location. So we finally get to the fountains. Uh, it played a song, but I was trying to... Yeah. Do everything, and I didn't realize, and stuff was wrong because my camera was still set up for the Grand Canyon. Yeah, and I had been on Fremont Street and tried to take a few pictures, but I was—it's so busy, and there's so many people that I wasn't really being critical. I was just snap, 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 snap. Right. When we got to the Blasio, I was like, "Snap! Oh, that looks terrible! Snap! Oh, that's oh, that's so bad." <laughs> What is wrong? Oh, I've got it set to ISO 100 with like everything set for like bright light. Right. And here you, are the, here you are in the dark. Yeah. And here we are at <laughs> night and I'm trying to take pictures of stuff. Uh, so the first one, just nothing worked out. The second one it played was, I think, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Yep. And the coolest thing to me was at one point they had all the fountains shooting straight up and they had the lights 
strobing in a manner that looked like a pair of legs moonwalking oh, through the water beams. That's cool. And I was like, okay, now that was freaking sweet. <laughs> so we, you know, we watched the show. Got I got some video. I put it up on uh, the internet somewhere. And I got a few pictures. And I was like, okay. And Omar is just touristy stuff. It's touristy bullshit. I'm ready to go. Yeah. So we go back to the car. And he pulls it up on his watch, and the watch doesn't give you like turn by turns. It just points. Yeah. Like, okay, what what that that location you saved is that way. Yeah. So we start walking. And we start walking and we get towards down this alley. And I'm like, son of a bitch. This Here we is, are at this other We're on the this. other side of that gate now. <laughs> I'm like, this is what it's taking us. It's it's pointing us straight towards the other side of that locked gate. Yeah. And then I'm looking, I'm like, I don't think it is. And Omar's like, no, yeah, we're going straight back to that lock gate. And I'm like, nah, I think the parking garage is right there. I think that's the garage we parked at. <clears throat> and he's like, no, I don't think it is. And I'm like, I think it's that parking garage. And we walked down a little bit and there was a like foot and a half wide section of fence that was not missing. It was never installed. Right. And there was a little step, like concrete poured steps right there. Literally, all we had to have done was walk up those stairs and through that little cut in the fence. We didn't see it because it was so dark. So, in other words, you took a three and a half mile detour. Yes, yes. and you could have been there in you know fifteen hundred feet. It took us about it took us about fifteen minutes to walk back to the car. Oh my gosh, I was so pissed. Oh, I was like. You mean all we had to do was walk through that little hole in the fence and we would have been there. <laughs> and that jackass sitting out there smoking Didn't was like, no, 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 it. you got to walk all the way around. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Las Vegas employee hotel guy. Uh, uh, we went, uh, so we yeah. stayed at the Mirage. So we stayed like oh, on, that's the, you know, on the strip. That's the big pyramid one, right? No, no, no. That, no, that's the Luxor. Oh, okay. <clears throat> the, the Mirage is, um, the one where Siegfried and Roy's tigers are. It's oh, the one with the okay, volcano. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, like, we stayed there, and, like, we had, I'd gone on, like, whatever website, booking or kayak, whatever, way back in the day that yeah. that was, 07, um, and went ahead and booked it, like, six months out. So, got the rooms dirt, dirt cheap. Um, right. So, we had stayed there, and I want to say we were on, like... I want to say we were on like the 19th floor or something like that. Maybe it was even further up than that. But anyway, we we had this like panoramic view of the city. It was beautiful. Um, it was the same time that Cirque du Soleil was doing the Beatles thing, Love. I don't know oh, if okay. they're stu- still doing that one or not, but <clears throat> they were doing that. Um, and like we were... So we would walk out. We walked out of that hotel, and we would just kind of walk different places. On one side of us was Treasure Island. On the other side of us was Caesar's Palace. And we walked, you know, kind of back and forth between those. And then across the road was the Venetian, and we walked all the way through that one. That's where they've got a million bucks sitting in glass. Oh, yeah, and they got and the little see, gondola you, thing you can ride yeah, the gondola through. Gondolas, yeah, and got to see all of that stuff. Um <clears throat> The two big things that we wanted to do though while we were there, we didn't even go to Fremont Street. I couldn't, I didn't, I wouldn't have even known how to get to Fremont Street. So I wish I mean, to go. I wouldn't have known anything about it if my boss hadn't have said specifically, you got to check out Fremont Street. Yeah. My cousin came back like, like a couple of years after that. And he's like, Oh, did you see Fremont? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. He's like, and he showed me pictures. And I was like, that would have been so cool. Yeah. It's really neat. But, um, 
the two big things we wanted to do while we were there, we wanted to see one of the Cirque du Soleil, Cirque du Soleil shows. Right. So we saw one of those, and um, I wanted to go to Madame Tussauds, the wax museum. Oh, yeah. And we, we did that. Um, and both of those were phenomenal. We spent like one entire day just hanging out in Circus Circus because they have all of the free circus acts that go on in their lobby. And oh, cool. you could go in and just sit around in there and watch the circus acts. They had restaurants in there and, then of course, the casinos. Uh, we went over to the Hilton. They were having a um, – they're, they're, like that whole summer was – I think a Star Trek movie had just come out. And their whole casino was Star Trek themed. Well, so now, they had like Klingons walking through to serving people. And the, the Enterprise was like giant hung from the ceiling. And yeah, one of the hotels did that for like three years, though. It may have been that one then. I, I, it was, it was the Hilton. It was, okay. yeah, it was, it was awesome, awesome, awesome to see that. Um, we went to New York, New York. And, uh, that's actually where we had to go to see the Cirque du Soleil show that we went to. Um, we didn't go into the MGM Grand or the Luxor. Okay. But uh, And then, of course, the Bellagio, I saw it from the road more than anything because, like, it was, like, three or four hotels down. And, like you said, it was, like, three or four blocks per yeah. hotel. Yeah. So it was, like, a mile and a half or two miles up the road, and it right. was 107 degrees. I was like, ah, we'll, we'll just hang out here. Yeah, and that was the good thing for us. It was at night. Yeah. Like, when we were in Vegas, it was probably from 10 till about 2 in the morning. Yeah. It's, so, a, it's a neat place, though. And yeah. when you're driving up and down the main strip, the lights are amazing. Like, even the McDonald's has, like, the tr- the, the tracer lights and the, the... Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Everything's sparkly. Everything is sparkly. It's beautiful town. And uh, I don't know. And, and coming back for, out of the desert, mm-hmm. that the Luxor, you know, you're talking about the pyramid. Yeah. You can see that light yeah, yeah, yeah. for, like, 40 miles. Yeah. It's crazy. The I don't know if it's true, but I've heard you can see it. They can see it from the ISS when they go over. I, I'd say you probably can. I know they have to have a special permit because it's so bright. Wow. Um, like as far as like the airport and stuff there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so another thing we did is after we left Vegas, we stopped by and saw our buddies Jake and Jake. Jake and Jake. Yeah, Jake and Jake from Oh, the from, Brothers Coral. Yeah. Isn't I thought it was Bob and Bob. Maybe. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Not, yeah I, somebody else i had somebody else on my head uh so we stopped by and and stayed with jake yeah for two days just to get out of the car for a while right which was amazing thank you for letting us stay at your place jake and sarai thank you guys so much and while we were there of course we stopped by and omar and i did a little guest spot on their podcast Hey, you should go Which, check that out, by the way. Brothers. Quill. Well, check. Maybe not that episode, though, but, but <laughs> they're funny. They are. funny. Uh, they're, they're great. Uh, very hilarious. <laughs> uh, so but we stopped by and stayed with them for a couple of days. They live in Salt Lake. Salt I've Lake never, City. Basically. I've never been to Salt Lake. We, we were south of Salt Lake. Right. So one of the big one of the other big things I wanted to see was Denver. I didn't really want to go, like go into Denver, but I just kind of wanted to see Denver because in my head, you know, Denver, the Mile High City, it's in the Rockies, the mountains. But it's not. It's in a valley. Well, but it's the Mile High City and Denver, the Colorado, the Rocky, the mountains. Yeah. That's in my head, yeah. right? That's that's what it is. What you see on TV, that's what you expected. <laughs> yeah. So, but we came up from Vegas to Salt Lake, which was about another eight or so hour drive, right? And we stopped to see Jake. And, and Bob and, uh, 
<laughs> to me, though, Salt Lake is what I pictured in my head that Denver would be. Oh, really? It, it, Salt Lake is kind of in a valley. Yeah. But it is literally surrounded by mountains. Right. Right. No matter where you go in that city, yeah. look up and look around you, and you've just got these beautiful scenic vistas of yeah. the mountains off in the distance with the snow caps yes. and everything, no matter where you look. I unless miss- unless you're like in downtown Salt Lake proper. And, and then and the, all the you're high rises is, are yeah, all you're seeing is, is but anywhere else you go, like in the suburbs or anywhere, just so beautiful. I heard that. And that's in my head what I pictured Denver would be. So we stayed with Jake for two days and Sarai. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I think the day I got home, I saw on the internet this thing called Evermore. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard oh, of it. Oh, is this the theme park? It's the, the like, live-action role-playing theme my park. My wife shared that. Okay, that, I guess that's where I saw it. Yes. We literally drove like 10 minutes past it. We got to go and do that. And I, well, when it's like when I got back here and saw that, I was, I was texting Jake. I was like, how did you not take me to this? And yeah. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? You live there, Jake. How do you not know this is a thing? It's <laughs> literally like 15 minutes from your house. <laughs> and you're a huge nerd just like I am. Like, how do you not know that that exists? He's like, I've never heard of it. What is it? And I'd send him the link for the video. Yeah. He's like, holy shit, we have to do this. And I'm like, yes, we have to do that. Why did we not do that when I was there? Uh, but yeah, I was, so that would have been, so I, I told him, I was like, I'm coming back. And we're and doing we're, this. And we're going to Evermore. Yeah. It, like, that's just, that's it. Like, I'm coming back and we're going to go do this. So I am going back to Salt Lake at some point and we're going to Evermore. That is awesome. That is, I mean, it looks amazing. It looks so fun. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, go talk to people and get quests. And yeah, just, you get quests and you go complete the quests and you turn it in and they give you rewards. Yeah. It's, it's, holy cow. It's, it is live action D&D. <laughs> yeah. In a theme park. Yes. I mean, oh, that's great. I was so excited. Yeah, that was really cool. My wife shared that, and I was like, like I first started watching. And I was like, "What am I? What am I watching? Yeah. Is, is this like some Ren Fair or some like on like you know turned up to 13? And then it was talking about the. And I was like, "This is something that people can go like do. This is a theme park. I was like, yeah. I got to go and do this. So yeah, it looked really cool. Yeah, <laughs> I hope uh, I hope to get to check it out. Yeah. Maybe next year when I have some more vacation time that yeah. I can take. I will say this: the. Um, the one thing that I did on on the uh, we were talking earlier about, of course, the the hotels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If for anyone out there that is going to try to take a trip like this, go out west, just kind of drive and see the country. Plan where your stops are, because there was one hotel that Ashley and I stayed in just this side of Denver, probably thirty miles or so this side of Denver. If I would have seen that in daylight. We would have driven on by. Oh wow! Bates Motel has nothing on this place. Yikes. It was insane. I, I it was crazy that we survived through the night there. It was ah, uh, like wow. I still can close my eyes and see the little building, the little it, and and the guy that came to like walked in and to to check in and you ring the bell, right? And the guy that came up, and I, I'm sure I've told you this before, but the guy that came up to to check me in. 
was wearing a towel. And that's oh. all. Ah. Yeah. He had evidently been in the shower because he had like a little apartment behind the counter. Like right. Behind yeah. The, yeah. And he like when he heard the bell ring, he came out with his towel on. Checked. I, I checked in and I came back to the car and I just sat down. Ashley's <laughs> like, what's wrong? I was like, he, he was not wearing anything except a towel. I don't know what was going on back there, but there's that was weird. And she's like, okay, did you get us a room? I was like, against my better judgment, yeah. <laughs> so we went around on the other side of the little building. And, I mean, when we opened wow. the door, the door hit the bed. That's how small oh, the rooms geez. were. I mean, it was it was crazy. We That next morning when we got up and, and I t- went to turn the key in and we saw the building and saw where we were at, I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe that we slept here. I would have been safer sleeping in a car in the middle of the desert. Wow. It was insane. So anyway. So the last place we stayed coming back was just on this side of Denver. The hotel itself was fine. Uh, But we woke up the next morning and I went down to get the free breakfast. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the cafeteria eating and they got the TVs on in there. And I look up at the TV and I started freaking out. They're talking about the roads are closed, a foot and a half of snow. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, where where is that? Like, are we stuck here? Like, can we can we go home today? <laughs> and uh, so a couple of other guys come in and I'm like, do you, hey, do you guys know where that is, where they're talking about? If we had stopped an hour sooner the night before, we would have been stuck on the other side of the mountains. Oh, the mountains coming up from Salt Lake into Denver, all of the roads were closed. Wow. They had a foot to a foot and a half of snowfall that night. Good after, Lord. After we came through. So it was just on your tail, on your, your heels. It was right behind okay, us. Okay, so I know we're probably running <laughs> long on time, long, but here's uh, there's one thing that you, you were shared with me. I think that this happened this time. I, I can't remember. Was this trip that you took out there or last trip? But you got to talk about stopping and eating and what happened while you guys were eating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I talked about Yeah, that's on the last episode. Was that on the last episode? Yeah, that was on the last okay. time we went out. It's on Dude, the Dude, that was crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I couldn't remember if that was something we talked about here or if that was something that we talked that you just, we, you and I were sitting around talking about or not. Uh, that was, that was insane. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing that dramatic happened this time. Okay, good. No, no places got robbed while we were having dinner this okay. time <laughs> but yes, that was pretty insane. That was crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah, and the guy who robbed the place was on a bicycle. Oh, so that yeah, that that's nuts. Yeah, that's the whole reason they told us about it because Omar had his one of his bicycle, bicycle shirts on. <laughs> that's crazy, dude. Yeah. All right, so um, this episode, guys, just kind of chit chatting, catching up. Um, if you're going to take a trip out west. I strongly suggest it. It's amazing to it's see. It's good fun. It is a lot of fun. There's no matter what you're going to do out there, like what what your plan is. There's always something that goes awry, and there's mm-hmm. always something that you're going to bring back on a trip like that that was unexpected that makes it all worth the while. Right. So by all means, you know, get out there, see our country. It's a beautiful place. Um, aside from that, you guys can catch us anytime that you want to. You can see us on Facebook. You can uh, we have Facebook forward slash Two Minds Podcast. Yeah, you can look us up on Twitter at Two Minds Podcast. We would love to get an email, just one. That's all I'm asking, just one. Yeah, it would be nice. Two Minds Podcast at gmail dot com. If nothing else, just say hi. Yeah. 
and as always, you can find this episode and all of our previous episodes on our hosting site, twominds.podbean.com, or look us up on Spotify. And I did find out that you can put quotation marks, two minds podcast, quotation marks. That'll pull us up if you're searching under podcasts as well, or cool. either one of our names pulls us up. Awesome. 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 So good, good trip, dude. That sounds like you guys had a good time. It was, it was so much better this time. The the extra week of travel time made all the difference from complete suffering and agony to an enjoyable trip. Yeah. Oh, I mean, when you have time to do the things you want to do, I mean, that's just, yeah. And it was a bonus getting to see like Vegas, which I'll probably never see.